Laird Superfood transformed my health routine. And one of their products that I love is the Performance Mushroom, which helps boost immunity and fight stress. All organically sourced, it can be easily blended into your daily routine, be it in your coffee, smoothies, or any other favorite drink. I also love their daily prebiotic greens, which are packed with whole fruits, veggies, and vital vitamins A, C, D, and K. Enhanced with gut-friendly adaptogenic mushrooms and a natural refreshing taste of pineapple, lemon oil, and orange oil. They're 40% more affordable than big brands, offering both a month supply for home and single-serve sachets for when life keeps you on the move. Get yours at LairdSuperfood.com and snag 20% off your first purchase using code ONPURPOSE20. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Atna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. We did this movie, mm-hmm. it came out in 2015 and it blew up in Toronto Film Festival. It won a prize there and that's our, how the doors of Hollywood opened right away and the first producer to see the movie was, by chance of God, Jerry Bruckheimer. And when we thought, oh, it worked. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world, where we get to dissect stories of people who are living with purpose, people who are living with meaning, people who are living an incredible life based on their passion and transforming lives and the world through it. Now, today's guests, if you haven't heard about them, I am so excited for you to learn about them. Not only are they listeners of the podcast, they're dear friends of mine, and they've made an effort to be here in between their crazy schedule of what they've been up to. So I want to tell you a bit about our two incredible guests today and here I go. So Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala are the newest set of big budget studio directors you will want to keep tabs on. Moroccans by way of Belgium, they partnered in film school and are known for writing and directing the feature films Image 2014, Black 2015 and Patsa 2018. And they are the directors of the smash hit Bad Boys for Life. If you've not seen it, make sure you go check it out. I saw it twice in the week that it dropped, starring, of course, the one and only Will Smith and the awesome Martin Lawrence. LRB says, our movies are for a generation who doesn't have dreams. We want to give them a voice. I can't wait to hear their voices today. Welcome to the show, Adil and Bilal. It's so good to have Yo, you here, man. Bro, <laughs> How are you doing? I, uh, I was so excited for your guys' energy to come to the podcast because I remember the first time we went out for dinner yeah. and then when we hung out together and then back at the premiere as well, I mean, you guys just, you literally ooze authenticity. Thank like you, you just have Thank that energy and vibe. Like whenever I'm with you, I feel like you're being totally yourself. You're just super down to earth. You're super grounded. And despite all your amazing success that you're having, you're just good human beings, man. So oh, Thanks, thank man. It yeah. means a lot that it comes from you. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean it. I mean it's it. such a big honor to be here. Yeah, man. and a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm excited to dive into your stories today. You've got a phenomenal story. And I think 
anyone who's listening and watching today, this is one of those stories that's going to make you dream again. It's one of those stories that helps you realize the value of hard work and the value of what it takes to really chase your dreams. And I think both of you embody that. So, so let's dive straight into it. And I want you to talk about the first thing is I want you to tell me about a funny memory that you two shared at film school when you met in St. Lucas. Well, you know, St. Lucas in Brussels was a very artistic school and it was actually full of white people and we're, we're Moroccans. Yeah. And, and, really? Uh, yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I was very shy and not really sociable and I didn't talk a lot and I also didn't know how to dress well. And so I was like in my corner and then came somebody that was really loud. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't that loud. But yeah, but it was, it, was, it was like the Fresh Prince came in, you know, the Fresh Prince of Brussels. And, uh, Bill Alfala, who was talking to everybody. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, who, who is this loud guy? Yeah, and, but I was like, I only saw like white people. And I was like, what, 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 what's, what's going on? And in the corner, I saw Adil. And I was like, is that a Moroccan? <laughs> Is that a Moroccan? So I went to him and I said, yo, you Moroccan? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and then we became brothers. Yeah, was right, like, brothers. Hey, yo. <laughs> we formed a gang right away yeah. then. Yeah. That's so, amazing. How old were you guys then? I was 18 then. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So it's been like 14 years yeah, people, yeah, roughly so, of yeah. being friends. Exactly. Yeah. That's a real friendship, man. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, ama- yeah. it's amazing that, did you ever imagine then, when you guys were 18, you're at film school, you both see each other, two Moroccan, like, did you ever imagine that you would make movies together one day? Well, yeah, I was. I, I always thought I was going to be a lonely filmmaker. Yeah, and I was. I thought I was gonna be like a dictator. My my first movies, I was like handling the on camera. My I did everything myself because I couldn't like give it to somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you have your like your own vision like that, you know. But but uh, when we we became friends, we were helping each other out with movies, and step by step, we realized that we had the same ideas, the same vision. And also, when we would read like a script or or a story, we in our heads, I would explain to him how I see it visually and how yeah. cut together with what kind of music, and he said, it, "I got the same thing." Yeah, it was like super freaky. Really? Yeah, it was. I, I I it's it's really phenomenal to have a feeling like that, like. See somebody seeing the same thing. Yeah, that's that's actual, that's, that's like uh, it's scary yeah. at first. Yeah, scary. <laughs> and I was, first of all, I was thinking, what the, f-? you know, like <laughs> I I got I beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. In, in the but, beginning, you're thinking like, oh, is this person just agreeing with everything yeah, I say? Yeah. Like that's amazing. That's yeah. that's very rare. By the way, I just wanted to say, and I'm saying this for everyone watching. This is the first time that we've ever done a double guest. Oh, and, and you, history. And yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> this is historic for the podcast. And you've already raised the bar, the chemistry here right now. <laughs> now, next time we have double guests, it's going to be hard work to well, beat you guys. But how did you, what did you learn about yourselves and each other in, in developing that collaboration? Because I feel like when you're 18, we have this childlike collaboration of like, oh, we'd love to work together. It'd be cool. But now that you're actually doing it as adults and you've made multiple movies together, yeah. it's like, what have you learned about collaboration and working together in the process? Well, being uh, collaborating because I was like a dictator and I wanted my <laughs> shit and nobody can touch it. I, I learned to like listen to all the ideas and, and be open and and absorb everything. Yeah. So, but I was, I was like a, perf- I, everything, yeah, perfectionist. Yeah. And, and he learned me mostly of you have to let it go sometimes. Yeah. Let okay. it lose. Else, else I'll be working forever on, yeah. on one thing. And for me, I was the country. I was at that time really happy too fast. Like, ah, it's good enough. Not to put too much effort. It is good. It, nobody's going to see all the mistakes. It's good. And he, was, and he was like, no, man, you got to like pay attention to the details. Yeah. So he's crazy 
perfectionism and my lazy yeah, nonchalance, just let it happen. That that combination made it work like a very good oh, balance. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so good hearing that because I think there's so many people who are listening and watching right now mm-hmm. and they're either trying to do everything on their own or I know a lot of people who just say to me, Jay, I need to be in a team. Like I need to work with people around mm-hmm. me and energy. Yeah. And it's fun to see how both of you actually thought you were independent, yeah. but you found your complementary skills. And, and, and that's really good to hear, man. Yeah, exactly. I love hearing it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's like, teamwork. Well, yeah, teamwork is like central in everything we do. It's, it's actually the, the most important thing. If we start a project, then it's just like a family, like a team. And, yeah. and bring the best out of everyone to bring the best. Yeah, project. Because yeah. making movies, it yeah. is like you're in a in a in a football team. Basically, you yeah. gotta you gotta have your all your awesome players. You know, like yeah. the Red Devils. Are <laughs> <laughs> you Manchester United fans? Well, I'm uh, more a Tottenham fan because oh. yeah, I know you. you yeah, yeah, I'm but, Manchester United. But Tottenham because you know Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld, they're, oh, they're yeah. my buddies. So well, we uh, we used to have Fellaini. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Manchester all. City man. We had Lukaku <laughs> at one point. Well, the Premier League is. Practically the Belgian league. It is <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, I got to interview Hazard last, oh, uh, yes, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hazard. Yeah, you got an amazing team. Exactly. But uh, okay, move away from football. Yes, yes, we get, we get, we'll get back to more serious yes. stuff. But it's interesting. I don't know if you uh, read Bob Iger's book. So in in Bob Iger's book, he talks about how like at one point Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, George Lucas, yeah. they would all get together yeah. and watch each other's movies yeah. and give each other feedback. Yeah. Like, it's amazing to hear that. Like, I mean, do you feel that now that you're in LA and you're spending more time here? Like, who, who do you guys go to for mentorship and feedback and who are you learning from? Well, you know, obviously working with Will and, yeah. and you know, the, that's, that's like, for us, that's like a mentor. You know, you mm-hmm. grew up with him as an actor, but also a great filmmaker with so many ideas and being with, with Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, the, the iconic uh, producer, one of the most famous producers in the world. So the, those people that we work with, that was already like our first <laughs> circle. But now that we're here, there's so many directors that we'd love to meet that, 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 that we, you know, we are big fans fans of of Scorsese if we could meet him one day or Tarantino or you know Spielberg also, yeah. Spielberg, also newer generations you know if, Damien Chazelle if Damien Chazelle's here yeah. us, or Barry Jenkins we'd love yeah. to be your boys you know <laughs> so, so these we did that in Belgium where there's also a new generation of filmmakers that are starting to break out also internationally mm-hmm. in television and and we all friends and we all watch each other's stuff and it's great to see that we're basically all coming together in Hollywood now so on yeah. the Belgian front you all, we already have that yeah okay this is awesome Before before, before we dive into the main part of what I want to talk about today, I want to hear the one thing that annoys you the most about the other person <laughs> and, and, and the one thing that you love about the other person. Oh, we'll start one, with the annoying. Yeah, yeah. The annoying, but there's a lot yeah, of things. Start. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I know it's difficult to choose one, but you know, I mean, there's like a small things. It is, yeah. you know, it's for some reason he always like like slurps. I mean, like you know, sucks on his food. Yeah, even when it's the, not a soup. Yeah, and he he always like like when he eats oh, he, he, with his mouth open, and and that sound is so annoying. It is like it's like there's only one sound, and there's a. So that makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sorry so that food. I say that. It's, so you can't eat dinner together. Yeah, no, it's difficult. I mean, yeah. oh, oh, you don't just you're in your zone. We do a headset and we don't talk to each other. You know. So, <laughs> so that. And what uh, about love? What do you guys love about each other? Well, one of the things that that could annoy mm-hmm. me, but actually is awesome, is the fact that he's uh, besides the movie, you know, where he's perfectionist, he's really like let live and let live. Mm. Really like you know. Um, He's a good guy. He's yeah. he's really chill. He's really sometimes you know I get worked out. I'm <laughs> off about the small thing. I talk to him and I'll, I'll say, "Yeah, I'm so angry." And he's like, 
come on, man, just take it easy. Be grateful, be chill. I mean, <laughs> don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was like you. But it, it calms me down, you know, and the yeah. fact that he's really very calm and, and, and chill and serene. Well, it, the it, funny thing is I like when, actually when you're mad. Because <laughs> then, you then, then he has this driving force that, that takes me, gives me a lot of power to, to, to go and... and that mad or, or when you're mad you put it always in in in, in work you positive know? Yeah, yeah positive canalize energy. it in some positive thing in positive energy you know so so that's that's why it's good that we have this dynamic thing yeah. because it's you know he's when i'm too Basically, stressed really out like opposites all yeah he's like a <laughs> yeah, zen yeah, master yeah. you know and and i'm the energy booster as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash on purpose to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash on purpose. Terms and conditions apply. I've always been on this mission to find things that really line up with what I care about for a healthier lifestyle. And that's when I discovered Laird Superfood. It felt like discovering a perfect match, something that totally clicked with what I believe in and my goal for better health. One of their products that I absolutely love is their performance mushroom. They've collected some of the most powerful mushrooms in nature and brought them together in this amazing superfood blend. These different types of natural mushrooms, such as chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and maitake, are praised for their talent in fighting stress, supporting your immune system, and giving your brain a boost. Another one that I love is their daily prebiotic greens. Each serving is a complete mix of fruits and vegetables, fixing a common problem, which is that 90% of Americans don't get enough vegetables, and 80% don't get enough fruit in their diets. They taste like a light citrus burst from real food such as pineapple, lemon oil, and orange oil, fruit powders such as apple, no heavy sugars, syrups, or stevia. These greens are 40% more affordable than other big brands. You can get a month's supply in a bag for your daily routine at home or grab the single-serve sachets for when you're on the go. Check out LairdSuperfood.com and grab yours today. Use the code ONPURPOSE20 when you check out and score 20% off your first purchase. Easter is right around the corner. That's right, this year, Easter is Sunday, March 31st. Hop into some serious savings with 20% off pickup orders now through March 30th. Use promo code SPRING20 to save on all the things you need to build baskets they'll love at CVS. Find trending beauty buys, chocolate bunnies, delightful toys for kids and so much more. Visit cvs.com forward slash Easter for details. Yeah, well, no, it's good. You can tell that you guys are great friends, man. And 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 I want to dive into it now. We want to talk about serious filmmaking stuff because you guys are incredible filmmakers. You're innovative. You know, when I, when I saw Bad Boys for Life, and I remember you sent me your Belgian movies yeah. too, which I'd seen. So when I, when I watched them, I was blown away by whenever you see sequels being made now of movies, mm. it's always quite 
it gets harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And usually the quality of the movie goes lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah. And obviously I knew you guys before I watched the movie. And so my hope was that you were going to bring something amazing to it. And you did. Thank like, you. I think everyone who watched it genuinely believed that the storytelling was incredible. The videography was awesome. Like it was fresh. It was new, but it still kept the same like roots and grounding of what we all grew up watching Bad Boys. But let's, let's tell me that journey and we'll do the Bad Boys journey and then we'll go backwards on everything you did in Belgium. Tell me the journey of you two being at film school together, watching things like Fresh Prince growing up and Martin after school. And then you get this call that changes your life, that, that brings you into this world. Like, tell us about that journey. Well, yeah, for us, when, if you, when you're in art school, mostly they train you to make a very auteur cinema, which is good. It's a good mm -hmm. thing. It's, but it's mostly like art house movies, movies that you go to film festivals and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. So Hollywood is not really a good word there. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Hollywood's like, nah, you're not in the right school. You're not and, cool. Hollywood's not cool. No, it's not, yeah, not yeah, cool yeah. at all. You know? and, and we, as you know, we, we, we would secretly say, so, hey, you, like, you like action movies? And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you like Jerry Bruckheimer movies? Yeah, yeah. If you like bad boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, what if, if one day if they don't make it, when when are they gonna make a third bad boys movie? That was what yeah. we were starting to say, and at, at film school, yeah, yeah. And year after year, we say, hey, if they don't make a bad boys movie, we're gonna make yeah, that yeah. because back then we were 100 percent sure we're gonna do film school, and then we yeah. go, we make one movie in Belgium, and right away we're in Hollywood, and we make bad boys three. So that was all the time. The thing that we would talk about is Bad Boys 3 specifically. We were even movie. saying that we were like the bad boys of cinema back then. Like <laughs> we, we related so much to Mike and Marcus. Yeah, so yeah we were always who? Well, I have a little bit of Mike in me, but also Marcus. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I'm Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mostly Marcus. Like, really. <laughs> but well, sometimes if everyone want to be badass. I'm not a Mike. But everybody but, wants to be like Mike Lyle. Yeah, but everybody's <laughs> mostly Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> but funny and sweet and warm and a good guy. Yeah. But tell us about that process then. So you've had this dream, you're yeah. talking about it, you're thinking about it, which, which when you first told me that, yeah. that blew my mind. Uh, because I was just like, it's so cool when you've talked about something. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like it's it's quite a rare thing to pull off, yeah. right? It's like first of all they got to be ready to make another movie. Second of all, you got to be the guys who get picked. Yeah. Tell us about the process of being picked, chosen, selected, getting the getting the job. How did it work? Yeah, I, I just wanted to yeah. uh, tell another little oh, story. Course, course, uh, so when when I was twelve years old, I grew up. Uh, I was like small, and then I grew up, uh, really tall, and I became really skinny. And at school, I was like a nerd, and everybody laughed with me. So I was like a big nerd. And after school, I always saw the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I started to think like, I have to be like that guy, you know? I have to be like open and, and, and just like... <laughs> so because of Fresh Prince, I started to think like, um, I can't be a movie maker. I can't do this. I can't be cool. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. And... And yeah, basically, because he was Silly Billy, like Silly Willy. <laughs> yeah. And Will Smith saved his life, basically. Yeah, basically, because of him, I started to open my mind to yeah. whatever... I, I can be whatever I want to. Yeah. And... To, have, to make a movie, first Hollywood movie with Will Smith, it's just like, yeah, bigger than life. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it basically, it all started when we met each other. There was a book which was called Black, which was about uh, uh, gangs in Brussels. And it was a Romeo and Juliet story between a, a Congolese girl, 15-year-old girl that falls in love with a Moroccan guy from a rival gang. And it was a very hard very shocking story based on true events. And, um, and when we read that book, right away we knew... Okay, this is gonna be our do the right thing, our our mm -hmm. our la our our 
you know, mean streets. This is this City movie. This movie is going to be our ticket to Hollywood, no matter what. But we were in the first year of film school, and we had flunked that first year <laughs> when we read the book. So it was like still four years ago as a students. So we were like, okay, we need to make this movie by any means necessary mm-hmm. um, because this is going to be the one that's going to bring us to Hollywood. And then mm-hmm. once in Hollywood, we're going to ask for Bad Boys Three. So that was like <laughs> yeah, the ticket. That was a plan. Yeah, it, it was really like that. And and they were going. They were already planning to make a movie out of that. So we were thinking oh, it's. Wow. Belgium. Yeah, in Belgium. Yeah. Game over. We are still students. So we year after the year, we started to make better short movies. And every short movie was basically a sort of adaptation of that book. Up until we started to win a lot of prizes with a movie that was called Brothers. And then we got the opportunity out of nowhere to direct the adaptation of that book, Black. And that's what we did. Then we did we did this movie. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2015, and it blew up in Toronto Film Festival. It won a prize there, and that's our uh, the doors of Hollywood opened right away. And the first producer to see the movie was, by chance of God, Jerry Bruckheimer. Wow. And when we thought oh, it worked, yeah. <laughs> this movie has been seen by him, his eyes, and then they said, <laughs> "Will Smith also watched your movies." So like the eyeballs of Will, Will Smith is on our <laughs> stuff. And that's where we got a meeting to meet Jerry like, Bruckheimer. Like one of the first meetings in Hollywood was at Jerry Bruckheimer's yeah. office. So. It, it was 2015. And that's, and then they said, what do you want to do, guys? Bad Boys 3. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not available. <laughs> another already a director. Another yeah. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the same situation as with Black. But we were like, <laughs> we're okay, gonna well, we're going to steal that project <laughs> somehow. And uh, and year after year, you know, we were uh, always like you know, chasing it. And eventually the, the director... Great guy, Joe Carnahan. Mm-hmm. He dropped out of the project. Um, and then Bad Boys, all of a sudden, in the mailbox, the script of Bad Boys. And like, oh, it's real. And the fact that, you know, when we were like 19, it was, we, we, we really wanted it, but it was a dream. And we never thought it was really going to happen. Because when you say, yeah, we're going to adapt that book. And then that book's going to go to Hollywood. And then Will is going to see the movie. And then he's going to give us Bad Boys 3. We say that as 19-year-olds. It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we say a lot of stuff. Yeah, we say a lot of stuff. Yeah. But when it really happens, you're like... <gasps> so yeah. at the point when we got Bad Boys for Life, the script in, in, our, in our mailbox, we were preparing a Belgian movie, Batser, or the international title is Gangster. And we were like two weeks or three weeks from the shoot. So Jerry said, are you available to make Bad Boys? And then we said... No. no. <laughs> and we turned it down. And we turned it down. <laughs> know that it was the most difficult no ever. Like, because you were already signed up. Yeah. yeah and like the whole crew you was ready. All the actors. And, yeah, and it was a bash. Yeah. And, and I, I could never imagine I could say no to Yeah. That, I never believed that, that we dream. would. Yeah. Like I can't believe we're going to say no to Bad Boys for Life. To Will Smith, <laughs> to Jeff Brookheim, to Martin Lawrence. And we did that. And it was just, that's just life, man. It just, if it was not written for us, it was not written for us. And eventually, in 2018, he came back. Like, hey, we're going to do it again. And then, then we said, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now we're available. And that's, that's how it all happened. So that's it's amazing. Um, it, was, it was meant to be. I've always been on this mission to find things that really line up with what I care about for a healthier lifestyle. And that's when I discovered Laird Superfood. It felt like discovering a perfect match 
something that totally clicked with what I believe in and my goal for better health. One of their products that I absolutely love is their performance mushroom. They've collected some of the most powerful mushrooms in nature and brought them together in this amazing superfood blend. These different types of natural mushrooms, such as chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and maitake, are praised for their talent in fighting stress, supporting your immune system, and giving your brain a boost. Another one that I love is their daily prebiotic greens. Each serving is a complete mix of fruits and vegetables, fixing a common problem, which is that 90% of Americans don't get enough vegetables, and 80% don't get enough fruit in their diets. They taste like a light citrus burst from real food such as pineapple, lemon oil, and orange oil, fruit powders such as apple, no heavy sugars, syrups, or stevia. These greens are 40% more affordable than other big brands. You can get a month's supply in a bag for your daily routine at home or grab the single-serve sachets for when you're on the go. Check out lairdsuperfood.com and grab yours today. Use the code ONPURPOSE20 when you check out and score 20% off your first purchase. Easter is right around the corner. That's right, this year, Easter is Sunday, March 31st. Hop into some serious savings with 20% off pickup orders now through March 30th. Use promo code SPRING20 to save on all the things you need to build baskets they'll love at CVS. Find trending beauty buys, chocolate bunnies, delightful toys for kids and so much more. Visit cvs.com forward slash Easter for details. You know, you don't have to actually travel the Mediterranean to get a taste of its amazing cuisine. Right now, until March 19th, Whole Foods Market has some fantastic deals on all sorts of Mediterranean food. So why not treat yourself to a flavor adventure without leaving town? Of course, it's the Mediterranean, so seafood. Like sustainable, wild-caught sockeye salmon and whole branzini. And it is so good and a great deal, but... There's more to Mediterranean food than seafood. Way more. Like boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast or bone-in beef short ribs. And more cuts of animal welfare certified meats. And then the wines. I mean, wine is so Mediterranean, right? Spanish, Italian, Greek. Starting at only $8.99, which is amazing. Of course, you must be 21 or older and please drink responsibly. Finally, there's just some things that make Mediterranean food feel Mediterranean if you know what I mean. For example, wallet-happy essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets from 365 by Whole Foods Market. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. That's incredible. Tell me about what it was when you read the book Black yeah. and you thought, this needs to be a movie. Like, what was it about the story? What was it that connected with both of you that you felt so confident that that was going to be your ticket yeah. In, into the directing world? Well, for us, because we are from Moroccan origin, Moroccans in Belgium, it, it's sometimes tough. You know, There's, mm -hmm. there is racism, there is poverty among the Moroccan community. There's a lot of, also there is crime, there is, you know, there's a stigma. So, so there were no really public figure of, or filmmakers or actors that were, that looked like us. You know, everybody was white basically and also the movie world as well and the TV world. So that's why in film school, we're the only mm -hmm. twos. And you read that book and you just know, okay, there's never been a story told like that in Belgium. These stories aren't told. And tell us and, a bit about the story. Yeah, the story mm. it, it it was you know it was about this 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 African and Arab community in those poor neighborhoods that we really know because it it's close to us. It's close to our friends, to our families. Even even like at school when we made short movies, it was like in that world. Yeah. So it was we we were making all these little stories in that world, and this book is 
yeah. telling. And actually, you heard about the real story of, of yeah. this girl that, that basically when a girl is in a, a gang like that in Belgium, she's just an, an object, you know? She, she's forced to have sex with everybody of that gang. And it's a very harsh, hard reality that nobody really talked about and nobody wanted to see is that because all the victims are gang members, even though they're just 15, 16 years old. And we felt compelled to really tell this story because it's a reality and, and, and they, they, they are, these are victims. They are also, their stories are worth being tell, told to the world. Yeah. It's, and those stories were like, it was in the newspaper, just one line. Nobody talked about all that violence that was happening in that world. So, um, it, it is. And because all these victims are from that world and it's not like they don't care, they don't know? care. So having this story and telling this story from a black girl's perspective, perspective was just uh, we felt like this story has to be told yeah. and at the same time the casting there was all the actors never played in a movie before because in, in in acting schools or in the casting agencies you didn't have the diversity and and we needed to find them on the streets and 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 mm -hmm. there were some singers some rappers that eventually got the part and for the first time they you know people could go to the cinema and watch um, the diversity on the screen reflected. Yeah, I'm just going to explain more about yeah, that casting process. Yeah, yeah. While, while I was at school, I saw this movie, City of God, and yeah, it was talking. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw like everything about that movie, the, the making of, and all these actors were from the favelas. So it, it, I, I had just this personal connection with that movie because it, it was like, uh, you don't see the Moroccans or black on, 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 the, on the TV screen. So we were forced to yeah, to find actors that or people that never acted. And this project, this movie was exactly like City of God. We had to like search on the streets and we knew there is such a big pool of talent that nobody saw. Yeah. So we did like three, four months of six months of intensive casting on the street. We went everywhere. I came for every actor. I can tell you an amazing story. Yeah. And, and also nobody believed like, really, we're going to play in a movie because it's, 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 it seems something so inexcessible totally, to them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, then we professionalized them. They played in a movie. But the thing is, like, for each role, there were, like, so many good options. Yeah. There was, like, a over uh, too much talent. <laughs> so it was really difficult to find the best of the best. So what we did at that point, because after we had all the actors, there was so much other talent. We said we have to start this, our own casting agency. And put them, uh, you know, giving them the opportunity to, to do other, yeah. uh, you Just know. To give the chance because, you know, the thing is that, that these actors that never thought they would play in a movie before, well, Will Smith saw their performance and, and people like Jennifer Lawrence saw their performance and Margot Robbie Rob and they're big fans of them. And who can say that, you know, that the biggest stars in the world were in awe of their performance. People that were just on the streets, never thinking that it would be part of, of the movie industry. And that, that caused like the new generation of, of, of dreamers, basically. Now, now you have these guys, yeah. uh, girls and guys in those neighborhoods of different origins that believe that, okay, you can be an actor or even a director or even a screenwriter and that was very important to us yeah. another filmmaker that was like a big inspiration that was spike lee yeah. uh, and he was like one of the first big black uh directors and and he all these actors like denzel washington and and, and morgan i uh, 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 uh wesley snipes, uh, wesley snipes yeah, yeah, yeah. and even even uh martin, martin lawrence, lawrence yeah. he brought them to the big screen yeah, yeah, yeah. and the when I was young, I saw, saw, you know, Spike Lee was such an inspiration. I was thinking like, We're one day- Spike Lee to <laughs> Belgium. That's how we basically started. And, that's, and then, then with Black, we, we had the opportunity to, to do, do that. that. Yeah. And there's so many beautiful 
messages in your in your lives, whether you guys see them or not. Like there, there's so many beautiful ones. Like first of all, just having a vision, a dream, a plan. Like it wasn't just like, oh, we want to do this. It's like you had a plan. You're like, we're going to do this and this is going to happen. And this, you know, it's like you had a plan and you'd envisioned it and you'd seen it yeah. become true, whether you believed it or not at the time it was there. And then the fact that you're both so purposeful, when I hear you talk about this, it's not like a strategy or a technique or like trend. It's like, you guys really care about telling these stories. Like yeah. mm -hmm. you really believe in the fact that there are these people with no voices. There are yeah. these people that are marginalized and, you know, not really understood. And, and you genuinely believe that they deserve a voice. Exactly. And to, yeah. to hear you both do that so purposefully is amazing. Tell me about, you said there's loads. Tell me about just one of the stories of one of the actors that just blows your mind or one of the actresses that you worked with that you're just like, this person can't believe it because I know what you're saying that if someone came up to you on the street, yeah. especially in those streets yeah. and said, oh, do you want to act in my movie? You just laugh at them, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, so tell us about some of those fast, just one yeah, or well, yeah, a couple well, of them. Couple, well, one of the stories, like the, the leader of the black gang um, is, is character's ex. And when I, I had a, a phase in my head, you know, I, for every time I read something, I see a face. And I was just, you know, outside of the, the place where we we're doing the casting, I was just smoking my cigarette outside and, and I saw a guy pass with that face. <laughs> and I was like, this is not true. <laughs> and he stopped and he looked at the paper, the casting black. He looked at it and he wanted to move on. And I said, wait, stop. I said, come over here. Uh, you can do a casting right now. He said, no, no, I have to go to my work. Uh, I have to like go in five minutes. I said, no, no, just come inside. Just five minutes and then you can. But I'm going to be too late. I said, come on. So he went inside. And he got one of the biggest roles of the movie. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, and we were like searching for months. And every time I saw the uh, actors playing this character, they were always like yelling, yelling. Because it's a violent character, yelling. Yeah. And he was the only one that like was super quiet when he Calm, talked. Yeah. And it was so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that the character in the movie is like an ex-child soldiers because a lot of leaders yeah. in those gangs are ex-child soldiers. And and our actor, he was not a child soldier, but he lived the civil war in Burundi. So, so, the, so the scenes that we shot with him, where he's looking at at uh, you know civil wars uh, uh, footage on the TV screen, he felt that he he understood completely the character. He was very close to the real character, you know. So what and, a coincidence! Yes, it was like a sign. <laughs> yeah, a, another story. I was just you know yeah. uh, just in the center of Brussels eating my 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 bread, and and. There were, and this, there is this character who's like a white guy, but he wants to be like a Moroccan, you know, street. He wants to be like, he, he, he wants to be the most Moroccan of the gang, you yeah. know, <laughs> but he's a white guy. And I was just eating my, my bread and we were searching also months for, for that character. And there was this guy next to me with, with his two friends and he was like talking. He was like, like the character. And I said to him, hey, um, and he was talking about this girl on the other side of the, the street. And I said to him, try to get his, uh, her number. I said, no problem, man. I'm going to get a number. He went there, tried to get his no uh, tried to get a, a number. He came back and I said, you got a number? He said, no. I said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, but next time, another girl. I said, okay, you must be an actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he got the part. So it was, yeah. it was crazy to see these characters, you know, alive yeah. here. And they eventually played in the movie. And, so. and also, uh, uh, yeah, the, the story is about this black girl. And, and we were, the, 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 the character that plays the, the main black girl, she... 
uh, was the only one from the whole casting that found her only way, her way to us. Yeah. Mm. We didn't search her. She came to us. And she was a fan of the book. A huge fan of the book. And, and, and it's because of that that she eventually went to the casting because she was such a, you know, she loved the character ever since, you know, she, she was, as a young girl, read it. And, and always thought that one day there should be a movie about that book. And that's how she became the main actress of the movie. And now she's, you know, she's, she's playing in, in other movies. And, yeah. I can tell you a story about each character. Your guys' stories literally sound like magic. Literally, because when you're like, oh, this girl, she loved this book and she wanted, you know, it, it just, it's so beautiful to hear it. Like, it, it really is. Like, it sounds like you listen to music, speaking to you guys, yeah. talk about it because it's, it's like, it is just the imagination of what happens when you dream. But tell me, tell all of us about the days when it didn't feel like magic. Oh yeah, well. Like, tell us about the days when like you were starting out and and you weren't, the magic, like this, this magic wasn't there. Like there was time when money was low yeah. or when mm -hmm. the production budgets were too low and you're sitting there, I mean, we've talked about this. You're sitting there editing for hours and you're stressing out. Yeah. Tell us about like what kept you committed to your dreams. Well, it's when, it's, when yeah, when yeah. there wasn't a feeling of magic. Yeah, the thing is that it's, it's um, it, you got a lot of fear, you know, you got a lot of, uh, because there's no guarantee. The dreams, you dream so big and it's so unbelievable. It's like, you, now, you, why would it, we be with Will Smith making a movie with Martin Lawrence? I mean, there's, that's for special people. It's for big stars, you know, especially with, you don't have an example of mm -hmm. people like us from Belgium totally. at this young age. So there was no precedent to it. And we had no money and our family were uh, really poor. And but my family yeah. was okay. But, you know, when you start to study... Yeah, you live on your own, no money. <laughs> no money, and my, my family was really poor and they didn't have any money. And, and, and movies is basically a, a job for either the super rich because you got mom and dad giving, you know, it's like funding your hobby, or for the super poor because you ain't gonna get any money for years. And, <laughs> and it's not something that you, you, you cannot do that on the sides. You gotta do all the way, go all the way for movies. If that's really your passion, your dream, yeah, you gotta spend all your time in it, which means that you don't spend your time earning money yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know it would that was a, that but it was also the thing that would make us survive it's like when you say it was our purpose you know it was really the the thing okay we're in a difficult situation it sucks where i'm i'm sleeping in at his place which is the place <laughs> of his parents on somewhere you know, in, the attic. In, in the attic you know on a mattress on the ground but at least we are filmmakers, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you know that one day we're going to laugh about this. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 years, <laughs> we're going to laugh about this. Now it's a struggle. And, and it's that dream and that passion and, and that, that makes you feel alive, that keeps you going, no matter how hard the struggle is. And when we speak to young people, mm -hmm. to students, when they ask us, yeah, what's your advice? Our advice is always, well, or we say, you're going you're gonna to fall flat on your face and ground's going to hurt, but you got to get up and continue just just don't be surprised when it's going to hurt it's going to hurt a lot but yeah. all of that's going to make you stronger and and through all the struggles through all the you know mm -hmm. the, the heartbreaks and the pain and all of that that's why when people say hey how does it feel now that you made bad boys and it's a success we always say we're relieved yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, you can say you're happy of course you're happy and you yeah. say but we're like Whew, we, we went we went it was a hell of a ride it was dangerous like an action movie you thought you were going to die yeah, you know, yeah. and eventually you survived that ride and and yeah you know making bad boys was the hardest year of, of our, our lives, 
life. So it was maybe the worst year of my life. Yeah, you know, if, everybody's like, oh, it was such a fun movie. It was probably also really fun to make it. I went deep, man. I went yeah. really deep in, in darkness, in, in sadness. And, and I would ask, well, hey, well, it's, it's, you know, it's like our dreams that come true. I didn't feel, I didn't know it was going to be a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> and he said, it's always like that. It's a, it's a big change, big achievements. And it's going to hurt. a lot of pain. It's going to hurt. And, uh, and, you know, it's well said that it's like, you know, you're on a mountain really now fast and high and you cannot breathe because, you know, you, you, there's not a lot of oxygen. Mm-hmm. And you're like <gasps> panicking. And the thing is you want to go down quickly. But he said, no, stay there. Mm-hmm. You stay on that level and get used to it and start to, to breathe, no panic. And then after a while, you get used to it and, and the pain and the heartbreak and the doubts, they go away because like, oh yeah, okay, I'm, I'm getting used to it. And people around you, some people around you will be on the same level and also learn to adapt with you. But some other will like, no, no, go down and pull you down. And they said, no, stay on that level. That's, that's what Will said to me when I was really drained and I was <laughs> crying for an hour up on set and said, whatever's going through your head, it's gonna be all right. <laughs> so uh, it, helped, it helped having him motivate you. And yeah, it was like a godsend. You know, there must be a sign, something from the universe yeah. or God that from all the stars you could work with, it's him. It's yeah. motivational speaker Will yeah. helping because he was. Sometimes you would have lunch meetings and I talk about the movie, but he would talk about life and how you know and how to heal yourself and 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 as around that period that that I got to know you, you know, a person very dear to me talked. Uh, about you and and she said you know you should listen to jay shetty and and i was like who's that guy <laughs> uh, and and like you know you just got to do your own stuff don't listen to all that that's things and and then i started to listen to you and it was like a like medicine yeah. it was like whoa this, what is that it's like it's, it's as if I, where were you all my life jay <laughs> <laughs> i needed you all my life and it's opened up a whole world to me of the 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 healing and and and, and growing and, and the, on the spiritual level you know because i always thought when i when i achieve something and same for you you achieve something and then you're going to be happy and then you're going to be good like oh yeah okay we're struggling we have no money but one day we're going to make our first movie and then we're going to be fulfilled and then it doesn't happen we make our movie but you're not fulfilled then oh yeah we're going to make a better movie mm-hmm. and then oh we're going to go to hollywood and then we're going to make bad boys and when you make bad boys for life with those two stars and you're on the top of the game and still you're not happy you crash and then you know you got to find something else you're gonna find something deeper and listening to you it it was it was so funny that ideally is like before you (laughs) before bad boys he was like totally not motivational he didn't like all the quotes he didn't like it all those (laughs) all all those deep meanings he was like trashing every time i saw because i was like into it on instagram and i started to like getting to the podcast and i was like and all of a sudden, I see a deal, like listening to to you, and I'm like, "You listening to Jay Shetty?" Well, for me, it was like when I started listening to you, it kept it a secret. So when we met, I didn't tell him because I was, yeah, he's gonna say I'm some crazy, you know. And then when he saw the picture that that you and I took on Instagram, yeah. he said, "You knew Jay Shetty? You're a fan too." <laughs> it's like you can't. I, you know, I was not telling him because I was going to my process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's crazy that we talk about everything, but you were our secret. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best story about me. I've ever heard. That is amazing. I love yeah. that. That's hilarious. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, yeah, okay. My spirituality, because uh, we're Muslims, yeah, yeah, it's also been a strong force throughout our uh, throughout the pain. And every time when you when it, you don't make it, 
you just accept the fact that God has a has a plan for you, yeah, and yeah. and that's something that I always hold on to. Like, yeah. you, you want to achieve the dream, but imagine I did everything I can. That's the most important thing. At the end of my life, I have to know, I have yeah. to talk to myself and say, you did everything for your dreams, and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Is this is this the way? Yeah, yeah. And it's in. And if you believe in that. You accept everything. You start to uh, accept everything. It's in God's hands or in the universe hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever spirituality you have, it's I think yeah. it's important that's to yeah. to have. Yeah, that's, that's true. In the journey to your dream. And you see that in so many incredible people's lives, their faith and belief in God or the universe was such a important thing for them. Yeah. You look at the people that made the biggest changes in the world. Yeah, exactly. They all had that. Yeah. Yes. And and so you can see how important it is for all of us yeah. in the way, because you both are change makers, like you're filmmakers, but you're change makers wow. because you're trying to make films that change people's lives. You're not just trying to make films. No, yeah. Like a message is so important. Tell us about, so you talked about the advice that Will was giving you, which yeah. is beautiful <laughs> to hear because I know the same, like Will is... Yeah. We're so philosophical. We had that conversation yeah, yeah, that we were exactly. together at. Like it was brilliant. But it's like, tell us about the advice that you had to give Will and Martin. Tell us about that process <laughs> of when you're sitting with like, yeah. you know, like you respect these guys. Like I had to make that trailer with them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like for me, you weren't there that day. I needed your help. Like I was, when I got the call to be on that trailer, so... It was, it was the production company that Sony was working, whatever. And they were like, we want you to be in this trailer and we want you to come in and we want you to be a life coach or a yeah. therapist for, for Will and Martin. And it's kind of like couples therapy. And they were very respectful. They were like, you know, like we don't want to make coaching look bad. Or like, are you? And I was like, no, this is great. It's yeah. fun. And, and you know, I was like holding the phone going, this is amazing. I was, like, <laughs> I was so excited. And, and so I, I want to put that, I want to put that scene in a movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, why was it not? No. And I was literally, I was so nervous because, you know, I'm like, and I've spent time with Will before, but I was like, I was so nervous to like be in an acting setting with him. I was like, what do I know, man? Yeah. And so I went to acting co uh, class for four days in a row. For real? Yeah, two hours. <laughs> you did it really yeah, well, yeah. by the way. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank yeah. you. But I went every day to acting class because I was like, I can't go in there and not yeah. feel comfortable and confident. Yes, exactly. Awesome. And it's just like, I went in there and I was like, wow, like this is going to, you know, it's, it's when you've looked up, the same with me. I grew up on Fresh Prince, my yeah. favorite show of all time. Yeah. I'd watch it a million times every episode. So I feel everything you guys are saying. How hard is it to then go in there and then have to give advice, give feedback, give direction yeah. as directors? Tell us about that. Well, it's, you know, I was seven years old when the first Bad Boys was made. <laughs> and now you cut to 25 years later, you're there and you have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence who play these characters who know everything, who know the industry 30 years in the biz yeah. and 30 years, that's our age. Yeah. And, and then we're just two rats from Belgium. You know? rats, yeah, we don't know. And then, and then you're going to have to say to Will and Martin, Look, you could do this better. <laughs> and they could easily say, I've been yeah. doing this for 30 years, you know? And, and they never did that. They never said that because... Unbelievable how humble they are. Yeah. Right. They would ask us, Will and Martin, so how do you think? Is it good? And we in the beginning were like, you're Will and Martin. Well, of course it? it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not going to you know, say anything. But, yeah. but the thing is that they chose us. They chose us to be their directors. So mm -hmm. they want you... They want you to direct them. And yeah, sometimes Will, you know, in the first week, yeah. Will tested us. He yeah. tested us. There was, there was something he didn't want to do. He didn't want to wear the badge, you know, the cop badge on the chain. Okay. For some reason, he didn't want And every time and he had for a good, us, it was super cool to yeah. have the Miami badge, yeah. you know. Like, because of the second movie, you know, they have that. And then, you know, every time he had a good argument, so a filmmaker's argument, like a scene, said, no, we're at the bar, we're not on an intervention, so no reason to do it. So, okay. 
another senior said, yeah, we're just walking here. We're not in an intervention. No reason to do it. All right. And then always, there was only one scene left. If we don't have that, it's never in the movie. Yeah. And it was an intervention scene. So we go to, well, and it was the first week of shoot. So, well, was your badge on the chain? And we was a. Oh no no we're not gonna do that because 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 what it's an intervention scene <laughs> and then you said in front of the whole crew everybody is that this is so unnatural this is so wrong on so many levels and we're like oh, oh that, and then you know heartbeat goes yeah. fast you know he's like well he's he's talking you know he's like it's not angry. agreeing with you pretty angry and then this is wrong this is wrong and then and then but Martin can't wear it. Martin, I would wear the badge. Well, he can't wear it. Then. <laughs> no, no, no. It's bo- both or nobody. 45 minutes. And after 45 I minutes, we said, you, 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 you got to wear the badge well. And I said, okay, I will do it for you. Only for you. But know that it's wrong. It's so and the wrong. the whole crew was looking yeah. at us. Yeah. And I felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, maybe he doesn't have to wear it. And then, no, no, no. no. We, 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 <laughs> we want, we want, we want. Let, let's keep the badge. And we never knew why, but I... I think he did that to test us. Like, really, yeah. are you guys, we're yeah. fanboys, yeah. but are you also going to be directors? Yeah. yeah. And, that's- and that process was the whole time. Even with the script, if we had an idea, he went like, why? And, and like asking yeah. so many questions. We had to like, normally we think till a certain point, yeah. but he pushes us to go yeah. all the way. Like, yeah. why as a filmmaker's creative standpoint, do you want to do that? And if you really, as a creative, you want to do that, he fights for you. He falls on the sword for your ideas. So yeah. that was really great. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. great to hear. And this is, this is what I love about this conversation that we're having is that people see like, getting the movie seems like an achievement, but actually the challenge starts there. Yeah. Because you're now in the big league. You're now working with people that you admire. And on top of all of that, you've got to realize the fact that now you're being judged for real directing and real yeah. filmmaking on a, on a high level, which is, seems like a high challenge. How did you guys prepare yourself to, f- to learn how to be open to recognizing that now the challenge starts and still allow your creativity? Like, you know, when you were doing Black, you had a lot of guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. You were mm-hmm. trying a lot of, taking a lot of risks. You're like, yeah. how did you let that energy stay? Or did you actually have to change energy? Well, we had, a, we had our, mm. our cameraman, uh, Robrecht Hava, mm. great guy who did all our student short movies and all our... You like, still work with him? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, 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 yeah. It looks... Yeah, we, yeah. we basically we said to, to Sony, um, okay, we only have one requirement, our, our DOP, director of photography, our cameraman, it's, it's Rob, is a guy who did all the Belgian movies. Without him, we don't do the movie. And we were prepared to turn the movie down if we didn't let yeah, us... We said, we, we ain't gonna do the yeah. movie without Rob. And all of a sudden, this... 15-year-old looking guy who never made a big Hollywood movie makes a $100 million movie with, with, with these great stars. And that was... So have, you have to imagine as a studio and Jerry Bruckheimer and you have two young guys who never made a like a big Hollywood movie. Our biggest budget is like $3 million and this is like $100 million. And then... The cameraman is also somebody who never did this. Yeah. Like the, the who's in charge for all the image. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the same guy like us. And and but having having us three basically helped us in in eventually thinking it's the same as making a movie in Belgium. Because yeah, the first couple of weeks mm-hmm. you don't breathe, you don't sleep. You're you like it's like dead or alive. It's yeah. like it's also weird because it's like a dream. You don't. It's, it's weird to be on set of a big Hollywood movie with like 250 people it's and like being in a movie yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this iconic. We always thought. This is like an episode of Punked. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay is going to come and say, yeah, it was just a was joke. A joke. <laughs> you know, it's for a TV show, actually, guys. I mean, yeah. you know, because it's like we yeah. don't, you don't fit, you don't belong there. Yeah. You know, it's like you enter the um, making of or something. And, the, and 
but the thing is the eyes of the world on this movie, uh, whereas when you do a Belgian movie, it's only the eyes of some Belgians, you know? <laughs> if, you, if you tank, nobody's gonna know. Yeah. But there, if you crash, you crash hard. And there's, there are so many fans in the world that grew up with that. You yeah. don't wanna. I mean, yeah. And the thing is that it's like as if you're, okay, you're in the war or you, you gotta jump in the water and either you're gonna like, like sink or you gotta swim. Even you think, I cannot swim all that ocean. You're gonna have to learn and do that, yeah, and it's yeah. and and before you know when you do that that switch, um, not thinking too much actually, not thinking, not overthinking, not basically o- not overthinking. Yeah, but There's you guys a- broke through imposter syndrome because yes. that's what so many people struggle with. That when you finally made it yeah. into what you always wanted, and now you're like, well, maybe I'm not actually meant to be at yeah. this table. Like maybe exactly. we don't deserve to be here. Like yeah. what makes us deserve to be here? What made you trust the process? Like what made you feel like? You were like, no, actually, we've worked for this and we're going to deliver something. Because when you watch the movie, I mean, there are so many great parts in the movie where I'm like, like, I love the part where you think it's a funeral, but it's the wedding. Yeah, yeah, Right? Like, I love in the beginning where you think it's a car chase, but it ends up being that they run into the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, like, all those moments are genius and they're brilliant and they're shot so well that you completely are in and you think it's something. And I'm like... You you definitely owned it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You exactly. owned it. Like there was no part of me if I didn't know you guys. Let's yeah. say I didn't know you guys, yeah. and I went and watched the movie. I would not have known that someone who'd never made a hundred million dollar budget movie made it. Oh, I would just you. never have known. <laughs> like you wouldn't even think of it. Yeah. yeah, right. But but that's why I'm happy. I know you guys. Yeah. yeah, because it just makes me believe even more that imposter syndrome is just a belief set exactly it's it's a thing you know i mean the the imposter syndrome would be just once in a while like we would look at each other (laughs) and look at the dp and he said it's weird that we're here right and you look at the monitor you have will and martin and jerry (laughs) like whoa that's some freaky dick and then it goes away right away because you gotta work and the thing is that that you gotta power through that but also it's it's the the crew and the cast is around you the trust that you get from people that become family and when when you feel like you're you're between it's friends family. and between family, that is what really helped us the most going through that imposter syndrome, feels feeling safe and feeling the trust and the love of everybody around you. And mm-hmm. and and that's and that's the same thing for, with you. You know, we we were scared of coming to the podcast because we listen. We're big fans, huge <laughs> fans of your podcast. We listen to that and we're like, whoa, how deep everybody's speaking, how smart, yeah. and we're like intellectual <laughs> lightweights. Uh, but Talking now with you is like we feel like you are bro. Yeah, we're family. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. family, and that's what helps us going that trust and that love and that caring and yeah. respect that helps us, you know, just you know, go with the flow basically. Yeah, yeah. How many days I had doubts, doubts, <laughs> doubts. Like I, I was thinking, I am totally not good. So many times, but it's the people that surround you is like a super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. aspect in this in this process yeah. and you guys are natural storytellers like even when you're telling me the story of the actors and people behind the yeah. scenes like you guys are brilliant like that is you know it's i felt your energy when we met and when i wanted you on the podcast is because i wanted people to feel that just and i love how genuinely vulnerable you are about being excited about what you're excited about yeah because yeah. i think what happens sometimes is sometimes people make it or go somewhere yeah. and then they act like all cool about it yeah you know like oh yeah it's just you know it's just it's just meant to be <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like, i remember like for me it was things that first time i went on when i went on ellen yeah like that for me it was just oh, like yeah. i was like flipping ellen like watch my interview and want me to come <laughs> yeah, on the show like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool like Same. and it's like it's so fun to celebrate stuff like yeah that yeah because I feel like sometimes we get scared of celebrating because we think it makes us look less. Yeah. 
Yeah. But actually, it's just, you're right. We're just kids who just yeah. are living these incredible lives. And I love feeling it, like that. For, for, and, you yeah. know, I listened to the podcast with Jada and it was like, oh my God, he's interviewing Jada. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but we know Jada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that's the vibe that we yeah, have. Yeah, and but it's, it's a good, it's, I, I, I like seeing it with you guys. Yeah. And I want people to experience that too, that you don't ever have to pretend to be someone you're not, or you yeah. never have to yeah. lose that excitement and that. You know, authenticity has always yeah. been something very important to us, and we we did everything to keep the same authenticity in a Hollywood movie because we could have done maybe any action movie, but the thing about Bad Boys is that these two characters, it's us. It's yeah. a retold with this movie a very personal story. What it means to be like the right together, die together. What it means sometimes mm. when you know you're almost on the verge of a breakup. You know, you don't want to do the same thing. You have another vision. Sometimes there were periods where we yeah. didn't want to make movies together like this is over man i got another vision and and in the end it comes together and by reading that script of those two characters mm. we felt like this is us yeah the, the, I, but, but the, I think every every human being in the world searches that same connection with somebody that friendship that you know that you know if times go up that that you have somebody yeah having your back, back. back and them. and that friendship that mike and marcus has is is so universal and so beautiful and so personal at the same time it's it's uh it's just uh it's yeah. just it was a very personal story this is yeah. a uh, hundred million dollar action movie <laughs> <laughs> what were the other messages i i think that's important because you've already done you focused on making movies that have messages yes. before this yeah mm -hmm. i felt when i was watching there were a ton of messages like the one you just shared what were other messages that you were trying to that you know maybe we i need to watch it again and notice that and what were some of the messages that were big for both of you well it was you know working with will is like the 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 grow or grow or die message basically yes. even though i mean when you make all movies have a certain have a certain message and you don't want to like message you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it becomes cheesy but you know it's like the underlying theme and it's it's you want to have an arc where people evolve and this mike larry character he has like he's at the start of the movie a certain way and he wants to remain strong and young and 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 wants to remain the image of mike larry yeah. and forgets how to become just himself yeah my, the normal mike larry and except and the fact that He's growing. He's yeah. growing. He's, he's, and he's getting getting older. And, he's, getting... and, he, and it can be a weakness. Weakness is not just, it's not actually really a weakness. Being able to show a weakness, a vulnerability is a strength. And that is something that he learns. And that is something that we too, when we were, you know, starting, because when you're Moroccan, you're very like macho culture. <laughs> and you're a man. <laughs> you know, after, if you keep this like in a kind of cocoon you or. cling on that thing. Yeah, that, like. And you don't let it go. Basically, you break yourself. You crash. Exactly. And that is something that we learned, you know, during the making of this movie where we all crashed eventually. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to you gotta let it go and you got to find you gotta find ways to grow and to heal yourself and, and allow yourself to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and, and to be open. And, and, and you, really, you really changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that before. before uh, no, Bad, Boys, yeah. Bad Boys really changed him. Yeah, this experience as as, whole, as, a, as, a, as a person, his soul yeah. really changed yeah, yeah. during the yeah. It's it's, a, you guys really disrupted. I feel like you know, just what you're just saying right now. Like that's what I noticed in the movie when I was watching it. That you were able to show the weakness of the character we all grew yeah. up admiring or wanting yeah. to be like. Yeah, yeah, and and showing that it was actually better for him to yeah. be vulnerable to that. Yes, rather than just continue to pretend. And I, I thought that was really. 
it was bold as well. It was a yeah. bold move, yeah. but it was also very culturally relevant right now exactly. to, to show that in a man and being more vulnerable. Yeah, and but it, I, it's yeah. very relatable, mm -hmm. you know? So, very relatable yeah. for all of us. And, and I really feel you guys have disrupted the industry because even when I hear you say stuff like, oh, we're not gonna do this if it's not our DP, yeah. right? Like if you're not bringing your crew with you. Yeah. And, and I'm excited to see, and, and I, I don't think you guys are ever gonna change because you're just who you are. Like, I'm excited to see how you continue to represent diversity, how you continue yeah. to tell stories of people that are not told enough. What kind of stories are exciting you right now in general? Not just the ones mm. you're making movies on, but have you heard any stories recently or read any books or anything like that that you're like, oh, I'm fascinated by this right now? But there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stories that are, you know, obviously now in this time in culture, it's, it's the great opportunity to, to, to tell stories of people of different ethnicities, different yeah. backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know, stories that you, you didn't usually see that much, you know, on, on the big screen. And for us, because it's important, we're, we're Muslims, we're Arabs, we're Moroccans, mm -hmm. we're Africans, you know, Things like that are very important to us. Uh, just, just as fans, seeing that there are more and more female filmmakers, you know, mm -hmm. this year it was a lot of uh, of, uh, of women filmmakers, and it's going to be more and more in every kind of genre. Just seeing mm -hmm. that evolution is so exciting and yeah. interesting. To be a part of that, yeah, to be just to be a part a of this new honor. generation of of filmmakers that's so diverse. And, and see Parasite in the total, not in English language. That's yeah. the that's history. That's a, a, a that's yeah. a milestone for cinemites. Yeah, it's show, just us. We don't want to make movies only in English. We want to tell stories. If it's in China, we want to keep it in Chinese language or in Germany. It has to be in German. So this, the fact that yeah, it's very diverse right. and very exciting. These kind of stories. That's that's what we're looking for now. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'd love to make movies back in Belgium as well. You know, yeah. about our community and and alternate that with with uh, American movies and and in a very naive way, we believe that uh, movies. Can can save the world. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, exactly. For, for us, there are two reasons. One reason is just as filmmakers, when you are when we did Bad Boys, you have 250 people on the crew, mm -hmm. and nowadays we all say there's people don't agree anymore. People are polarized and all that. But we gotta say that when you make a movie, you got 250 very different people for different backgrounds, different ethnicity, different history, different political views, religion. They're all super different. On the paper, they would say they never will get along. Yeah, they're like totally yeah, opposite. Yeah, it would be war. And on our movie, they're all together like a family working for the same okay. goal, working for one vision, and we're all friends. And then you see that everybody's so different, but everybody's working together. And it's not what you hear sometimes, you know, yeah. that it's like, you know, everybody's like an, on their own. No, a, a movie set proves mm -hmm. that we are all able to go in the same direction for the same goal. And it's maybe very naive, but I just see it as a proof. It happens. True. And, and in theory, there would be enemies, but on our crew, they are allies and friends and family and they care about each other. And on the other hand, movies is something very empathetic. You know, you, you cannot make a movie or watch a movie if you don't have empathy. And empathy is something that you talk a lot about. And it's just crazy that everybody in the world, no matter where you are, what you are, you have empathy for this character that you don't know. It's a character you don't know. It, not, it may be also a fictitious character, a character from another planet, from another era, and you feel for that character. You fall in love maybe for that character. You, you, you hope that a character is going to make it. You're going to cry if that character dies. And that's crazy. That, that proves that movies make people human and, and that empathy exists through movies. So that's why in, in this very childish way, we, we, we think movies save the world. No, it's not childish, man. You guys, I feel the same way. The reason why I started doing podcasts or media or videos and 
all of that was because I felt that media changes our vocabulary yeah. around an issue, yeah. around a theme. Like when you were able to show a, a man's vulnerability, like yeah. now it's like, oh, wait a minute, I think I'm Mike Larry, but he's growing when he's doing that. Oh, maybe I should do that, right? It's yeah. like, we mirror what we see in media yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I feel like media is always gonna lead the way because more people are gonna watch movies than read books. More people are gonna watch movies than uh, then uh, come to a course or yeah. a workshop or a seminar. It's yeah. always going to be the same way. Yeah. And therefore, I'm so happy that people like you are making movies. Thank you. Because I feel like our, our, our faith is in good place. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like we need storytellers who want to tell those stories, who want to have deeper messages, but in a smart and entertaining way. And, and, and I think you guys do it beautifully. So we're going to do what we always do on the podcast, as you know it, because yeah. you listen. Yes. Uh, we've added another segment recently, which I don't think you would have heard yet because it's yeah. in the new episode. It's okay. called Fill in the Blanks. Oh, Fill in the Blanks. So, so I, I read a sentence and you both have to fill in the rest of the sentence. So we'll, we'll go both of you. Okay. Whoever goes first. Okay. I don't mind. You decide who goes first. Okay. Being a director is similar to? Being a captain of a boat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it can be the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. No, exactly. No, you can't say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't say that. Being director is similar to is is uh, is is Trenching. pretending you know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good answer. A great movie starts with a great title. Okay. Oh, I would good say answer. I would say a killer opening scene. Okay, yeah. good. All right. The best way to manage actors is. Being a psychiatrist, a lawyer, a politician, <laughs> diplomat, a diplomat, <laughs> uh, yeah. all the skills. All the skills. <laughs> everything. All right. Uh, there is no film without empathy. Oh, nice. Camera. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. All right. Working with a partner is love. Writing together, dying together. Nice. I like you guys. All right. The one film I wish I made is. Star Wars. <laughs> well, there's a lot, but I would say, but you know, Star Wars is such a such yeah, a big yeah. universe. Just between us, Star yeah. Wars is like we, the Greeks had their mythology. We have yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like yeah, a new yeah. Greek yeah. mythology. Just between it, it became a religion even yeah. now. So I did. It, yeah, did. Yeah. It, it came out of one mind. Yeah, and yeah. The, the the whole universe it's created it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I was it's infinite. Yeah. I would say Jurassic Park. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jurassic Park, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a good movie. All right. Uh Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are both brothers for life. For life. Nice. When I first started directing, I wish I knew that no matter how big the movie is going to be, that movie is not necessarily going to make you happy or bring you happiness. It's wow. going to be something else. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful, man. And, and no matter how big the budget is, there is never enough money, never enough time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good answers. These are great. These are great. My proudest moment has to be. Ah, a lot, but I think, I think being able to, to show the movie to my dad, basically, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to have him in. He was sitting in the theater next I know, to you. I know, I yeah. know. It's so nice to meet him. Yeah, and he knew also his wife is a big fan of you. So, you know, you're a secret fan. You're a secret fans of you. But being able, yeah, he's there. Yeah. You see the movie and he's the first, maybe also the first time he met Will Smith. Uh, because the very first single I got was Miami by Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And he met him for the first time in Miami. Oh, wow. My proudest moment is that I always kept going. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. 
that's right. That that it's the the movie is made. It's just uh, amazing. My proudest thing. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. All right, these are your final yeah. five, your fast five, which you guys oh, know yeah. about. So the first question I'm going to ask you is: If someone gave you three hundred million dollars in funding, what movie would you make, and who would you cast? Oh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> a new Star Wars, a new, okay, no, okay. new okay. universe. Something yeah. that's not based on any books. It's just like George Lucas. You come up with something new, and then you have nerds doing yeah. fan fiction and making <laughs> yeah, yeah. war and with making each other, clothes on and, and toys. Yeah, and, yeah. And it goes on generation to yeah. generation. It gen- yeah, just he created like a monster. <laughs> like uh, George Lucas, he created Frankenstein, basically. You know, in the movie world. So that <laughs> I love it. That's a good answer. Okay, uh, let's do this question. What advice would you give to young filmmakers out there you got to stay true to yourself and do something with your heart yeah because if you make something just for the for your for the sake of it so just for the money you okay you may earn a lot of money but you're gonna lose a year of 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 mindfulness of of your soul and all that so it's got to be something true to your soul yeah something that feels the soul and be, be be prepared to have a lot of pain. Just mm-hmm. you're gonna fall a lot, mm-hmm. and be prepared to. Don't be scared to make sh- mistakes. Don't yeah, because making mistakes that's when you learn. I love it. It's good answers. All right, um, question number three: Your favorite mm-hmm. movie and why? My favorite is JFK by Oliver Stone. Ah, because it's um, yeah, I was very young. I was nine years old when I saw that, and it's a historical movie about something that really happened, mm-hmm. about conspiracy theories, and it makes you think. And it's a movie that has an impact um, also in real life because you know, in '92, the Congress had to release like, uh, check out, you know, we didn't kill <laughs> JFK, okay? Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you can have make a movie that has an impact in society in real life, that is really. You know, that's that's what we want to do. So JFK. Yeah, for me, it's um, a French movie called La Haine. Um, and it's about, uh, yeah, the, the banlieues, the ghetto in in, in France, uh, in Paris. And um, for me, because I grew up with Hollywood movies, and this was the first time I saw a movie with, uh, you know, a Moroccan or a black guy from like the same world as yeah. me. And I... And it was shot in a way, it was like cinema. It was like uh, in a Hollywood way it was shot. And then I understood that maybe I can do that too. Maybe that made me, made me believe that I could do a movie. And I think that's the most beautiful thing you can do as a filmmaker or any artist is if you can inspire somebody to do it. Nice. That's, that's what Lion did for me. That's right. Awesome. Question number four out of five. What's happening with Beverly Hills Cop 4 yeah. and Adam Sandler? What's happening? <laughs> so, I saw the story. So, so when Bad Boys, when we yeah. didn't get Bad Boys, we got Beverly Hills Cop 4. So we thought this is going to be the movie we're going to make in 2016. Didn't happen. Then Bad Boys came. And because Bad Boys worked out, yeah. now we got Beverly Hills Cop 4. Woo! And we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, we're working amazing. on it. Eddie Murphy. The a, so the way we look at Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith looks the same way at Eddie <laughs> Murphy. Yeah. For him, it's like, oh, it's the Don, you know, yeah. and making making a movie with a legend like that at next level. And Adam Sandler, he he's just oh. the coolest guy ever, <laughs> sweetest guy ever. And he said, hey, if we find something to work together, let's do it. Yeah. You know, so what he did in Uncut Gems was so unbelievable. Yeah, and and yeah, he has so much to to offer. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I love it. All right, yeah, fifth bro. and final question. All right. right, so we can stop being in this sauna yeah. right yes, now. I'm I love sauna. But Dr. Daniel yeah. Amen, who was on before, he told me that this is good for our brains. Okay, so, okay. so yeah, yeah, he said yeah. So that's Thank why you I'm, for I'm using that wisdom. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just giving an excuse. Yeah, for why yeah, I'm yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Me and you are like, okay. 
Fifth and final question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in the last 12 months? For you. It doesn't have to be professional or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. One. Well, when I'm in a meeting or I have, or some, I have a good idea, somebody says something good or bad or I think it's good or bad, I got to say, let me think about it. <laughs> Because I didn't do that enough. And when you're in Belgium with a small movie your reaction or your decisions don't have that much consequence as a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. And whether I was enthusiastic for something or I hated something, I should have just said first, let me think about it yeah. <laughs> before I say, yeah, yeah, oh no. So that's what I yeah, learned the most. Nice. Let, let me think about it. Uh, for me, it's, um, let me say it. It's sometimes I'm in a, or in a meeting and I'm thinking something and I'm like, I'm, I, I think I have to say this, but I'm not going to say it. Right. And, and that makes a big difference because sometimes it's too late. And then you say, I had to say it. So don't regret, say it, don't be afraid. Yeah. yeah. So I'm starting to learn that. Don't okay. be afraid of saying what you think. And you know, the worst meetings that we had is because he didn't say it. And I didn't say, let me think about it. That we crashed. I love it, man. I love it. You guys are the best. Honestly, this is the most fun. I've ever like, this is so good. Like, Thank you. I could yeah, sit yeah. and talk to you guys for hours. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely so excited to see the movies you guys are going to create. Thank you. Uh, I want to serve and support in any way that I can. Thank I'm here for you guys if yeah. you ever need me. Can't wait to read you your book, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'll definitely get you guys copies. But yeah, don't... Um, literally, you guys can message, call me anytime I can help either of you with anything. And just, yeah, so so proud of seeing what you guys are doing. And I know that there are so many people out there who are listening and watching that can be inspired by you guys. And and I can only hope that you continue to be the same way because you guys are great just the way you are, man. And thank you, bro. Give me a hug. <laughs> hey. Big love, big love. I just wanted to say, Jay, thank you for being in our lives. <laughs> you guys are blessed. Thank you so much. Everyone who's been listening and watching, go and follow these guys on Instagram. Go and find them. We will tag them into all the posts. Go and follow their work. Go and support everything they do. They've got so many more amazing stories to tell. They're just getting started. Please, please, please go and give them all your love and all your support and anything that they said because they... They're so humble that they don't know it. They dropped so many lessons today. They dropped so many <laughs> messages today. They dropped so many beautiful insights today. I want you to share those insights. I want you to tag all three of us so we can see it, mainly so that they can see it, because I want them to realize how many beautiful lessons they're sharing with the world. So thank you for watching On Purpose. Thank you, Adil and Bilal, for being here. Thank you, Jay. And uh, we'll see you again soon, guys. Take care. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Atna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. 
IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be the chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. <laughs> 